0: Hello, everybody, once again, and welcome back to the podcast. It's 3 a.m., and this is important. I'm Matt, and with me, as always, is Jesse.
1: Hello, hello. And uh, what
0: are we going to be talking about today, Jesse?
1: Today, we're going to be talking about astrology. Astrology? Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. More specifically, Western astrology. As opposed to Eastern? Yeah. I mean, there's like maybe a little bit of Eastern in there. There's just too much to cover for one episode. So we're doing mostly Western.
0: Yep. And you've you've fact checked some of this stuff with our <laughs> with our friends.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Big shout out to Everett, Ashley, and Celeste. Mm. Three of our friends that are really in. Well, Everett not so much, but Celeste and Ashley are really into it. So yes, seem to have a decent
0: decent amount of knowledge on the subject.
1: Yeah, more knowledge than we are going to bring to the table. So yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. How do you want to kick this thing off?
1: I thought, kind of thought we'd start off, like, you know, any half-decent high school essay with a definition.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Webster's Dictionary defines astrology, astrology as
1: the study of the movements and relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence on human affairs and the natural world. Ah. It's a pseudoscience, Matt.
0: Yeah, it's am coming. I'm coming
1: right out of the gate. It's a pseudoscience. I don't believe in it. What
0: about you? I don't know. I'm like kind of undecided. I have spiritual aspects of myself that... Yeah. I guess I'd just be open-minded. Open-minded. I don't necessarily not believe in astrology. I don't necessarily believe in astrology. I'd like to plead the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it.
1: Fair enough. So I definitely... There's no evidence that like the planets or the stars or anything like that influence us at all.
0: Yes. Says who, Jesse? Says... Says you... You're the boss. Science? science. (laughs) Science, No, I know. Science says it.
1: But if you want to get like really technical about it, and I was kind of thinking about this the other day while I was looking stuff up, is like everything has gravity, right? Like even like a single atom has gravity. Sure. And the way that gravity works, and I'm not getting into the science on it because I don't really understand it, but like gravity is infinite. Like the pull of gravity on any given thing is like it's infinite. There's no range for gravity. Right. It's just the amount that it affects things just decreases just exponentially strength. the further you are away and kind of the heavier it is, right? Yeah. Obviously. So I mean, like technically everything does influence things in some small way because yeah. gravity of all things, sort of semi, kinda not really, but still does. It's affect all one things. giant
0: intergalactic cosmic dance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like in a in a very, very small way, you know, they're playing some sort of a factor. Yeah. Scientifically. Yeah. But, uh, Gravity. Yeah. Um. Uh, so before we, I figure we'll kind of do like a timeline and then we'll break down the Zodiac a little bit and then we'll go over like a few types very like briefly is kind of cool. the, the plan. Okay. But before we do that, what's your star sign, dude? I'm a Pisces. Wow. Means I'm a fish boy.
0: Yeah. You're like half man, half fish. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly fish. Mostly. <laughs> mostly fish. I'm, I'm like 78% fish. What is how do you what? Oh, it's I had myself tested years ago. <laughs> 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 All right, you ever do the twenty three and me? Seventy eight percent fish. Seventy eight percent
1: fish. Wow. All right, what's your star Incredible. sign? My star sign is Scorpio. Scorpio. A little pin, couple of pincers, a little stinger. You're the you know? spicy one, aren't you? Yeah, that's like what the internet tells me I am. You're spicy. I'm I'm spicy. am spicy.
0: gosh, such a Scorpio move. Yeah.
1: Petty, spicy, holds grudges, moody. Yeah. Yeah,
0: What what about that isn't totally you? Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Sorry, I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) Sorry. You ever pulled that?
1: No. Oh my God. (laughs) Please do something. Kill me now. That's my nightmare. (laughs) But yeah, so that's interesting. That's kind of cool. Obviously, I knew your birthday, but I don't have like. You know, and, I don't have anything memorized. Yeah.
0: Did you learn anything about like other star signs that weren't ours?
1: No. So I didn't actually really go into like any of that specifically. Like I yeah. said, there's just so much to cover.
0: Well, also, I feel like that's like the first thing people look up about yeah. like this kind of stuff and they find out what their star sign is and what it means. So most people in our age bracket, at least know.
1: Yeah. My assumption is that you've done the bare minimum, I guess. Yeah. And have. Some and I think that's a fair idea. assumption. Yeah pretty
0: pervasive type of pseudoscience,
1: right? Well, yeah. I mean, horoscopes are like kind of in the zeitgeist, you know, they're they're all oh, over know. the place and we see them every time we open a newspaper or For probably sure. every time you pop on social what media. What are those
0: like tiny little news flyer things you find in restaurants in small towns, the, the five minute news or whatever?
1: Yeah, so it's just like coffee news, basically. The coffee right? news, that's what it's called, yeah. In Camerals, uh, it was called the morning news. Ooh, and I was friends news. with the guy, like with the dude whose parents owned it. And oh, he, that's cool.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I remember always when I was in Lethbridge, always getting the coffee news
1: wherever we were. Oh, you're talking about the tan one specifically. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got the little, little uh, trivia things on them. Oh, I fucking love those. Yeah, and it also had all the horoscopes on it. Yes, it did. And like three little spots where you could like try to get a discount if you could find like the little yeah, man, yeah, and the like. little
0: dude, yeah.
1: Oh, that was so cool! Wow, this is gonna make sense to none of our listeners. But yeah, it's great. Hey, shout out to my Lethbridge homies. Yeah, well, Albertan homies, because shout think out it's to my Al-
0: Albertan homies, Alberta wide. Yeah, okay, sure. I don't know anything.
1: Anyway, yeah. So let's get back on track a little bit. Fine. Why don't we Why don't we start off with our little timeline here? Okay. So the earliest evidence that we have of astrology. Is carved into bones and is painted on cave walls, and they show essentially that human beings have been tracking lunar cycles as far back as 25,000 years ago.
0: 25,000, yeah, isn't that crazy? That's early, 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 yeah. But, but I, I guess, old.
1: I don't know, when you're just doing your best to survive and don't have a roof over your head, you know, you're gonna spend a lot of time looking up at the stars. Well, and... yeah, I
0: feel like you're gonna reach for anything that might help, right? Yeah, and I yeah. feel like. If you look at the cosmos and you don't know what you're looking at, you might see it as some kind of like divine map
1: or absolutely.
0: Like divine messenger or whatever.
1: Even to even today people still do that. Yeah. And that's how it started. At at its core is definitely divine interpretation.
0: Yeah, you got to toss your good vibes out into the universe,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and hopefully a god will ye- eat some back at you. Yeah.
0: Throw me some of that fortune, baby. Yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah, 25,000 years ago, we started tracking lunar cycles. Cool. As far as kind of like modern-ish or like kind of the astrology that we know it today goes, that started in the second century. Okay. Or sorry, second millennium. Second millennium. Second millennium BC. Wow. By the Babylonians.
0: The Babylonians.
1: Yeah. They were the first civilization that recorded and tracked the constellations. Okay. Okay. And the tracking of celestial bodies began solely as a form of divination, just like we just said. Okay. Yeah. Are just looking up in the sky and thinking they're divine and gods and all so that stuff. So is that essentially
0: the, the first recognition
1: of seasons then? Yeah. Oh, you're so smart. We're going to get yeah. into it for sure. But it, that's exactly kind of what ended up happening oh, with that's it cool. yeah oracles would read the stars and interpret celestial events like eclipses and comets and things like that in order to serve the king and his empire okay and in its earliest stages astrology was used only for royalty and for predictions that would affect like the entire kingdom right so like nowadays i feel like most horoscope astrology things are like highly individualistic yeah they're they're pointed at the at the everyday Exactly, yeah.
0: everyday man and woman and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Whatever but, you are, it's for you. Yeah, yeah. This
1: horoscope is for you. But at its beginnings, it was, you know, flip it and reverse it. It was the exact opposite.
0: Strictly divine and very, yeah, very much for royalty only. Wow. For the highest more specifically
1: the, the king, because the king was the only one that could like, I guess, was the only one chosen by the gods or whatever. Right. And the king, you it was appreciate.
0: always the king and god were like right up next to each other, basically.
1: Yeah, God, then King, then everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, it was used for big picture stuff, essentially. Interesting. Yeah. Over time, though, the Babylonians start recognizing and recording the patterns among the stars. And this is how the first constellations were like discovered or created. Okay. Most constellations also represented a God or divine creature. And eventually 12 constellations were chosen that followed the elliptic, Or the path of the sun, and thus the zodiac was created. Wow! Yeah, and the elliptic, just really quick, is basically the horizon. Like if you if you think about the horizon, a three hundred and sixty view, that's the elliptic.
0: Essentially, the visible sky.
1: Yeah, but it's the three hundred and sixty along the middle of the sky. If you imagine the The sky going around the whole globe, kind of. Yeah, the middle of the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they created the Babylonians created the zodiac.
0: That's cool. Good for you, Babylonians. I know. Well done. Good job. I don't know why they would have done that.
1: Well, I'm going to get into it. Okay. Because the Zodiac proved incredibly useful. With it, the Babylonians could record the seasons. Yeah. Crops could be consistently planted and harvested at the optimal time of year. Water reserved were managed more effectively. Um, Animal migration patterns were more easily predicted. And the citizens had a way to track major projects throughout the empire.
0: Can you imagine being the people that figured this shit out? Yeah. Like, now it's just common knowledge, all this shit. But, like, somebody had to figure it out. Yeah. That always blows my mind when you, like, learn about the people that actually had to start from nothing. And, like, before that, they were just guessing Mm -hmm. when to grow shit, when animals are going to be around, what kind of weather you're going to have, just, like, anything like that. You're just fucking throwing shit in the wind and, like, hoping that you were right. Yeah. And then they figured out a system, which blows my mind
1: hmm And, like, obviously things are different now because I feel like your average modern-day person is not looking up at the stars no. or the sky with any regularity.
0: Well, no, because we have meteorologists and we have, yeah. you know, satellite imagery and... Yeah.
1: But somebody realized, somebody took enough time to, yeah, follow a constellation and realize it's slowly moving across the sky and then paying enough attention over the course of a year to realize it showed back up again.
0: Yeah. That's wild. Craziness, yeah. Somebody yeah. was just tracking that. Yeah. That's so cool. But
1: Smart they did it. people. It's more people. Yeah. So by the 4th century BC, their mathematical prowess had grown enough that they were able to track planetary positions with a fair amount of accuracy. Okay. An extensive ephemer- ephemerides, ephemerides? were made. And Ephemerides basically is just like a little chart that shows the trajectory of celestial bodies and they're used in astrology and celestial navigation. Okay. So it's basically like a star line chart that tracks like where a star or a planet is and where it's going to be.
0: Now, I'm not sure if you would know this, but did they have any type of magnification devices at this point?
1: BC, no. I don't think so because, well, I'm talking out of my ass on this one, but I highly doubt lenses had been invented yet. Like, I think that was definitely like a european thing
0: i'm not i'm not sure either I, way yeah
1: i think it was after oh god i could be so wrong but i think it was after the middle ages Okay, that like lenses actually became a thing.
0: Maybe I do remember seeing a documentary a long time ago, and I don't remember if it had any factual evidence based on. You might this be thinking
1: thing. of Cosmos because I know they cover it in Cosmos. The Are guy they? that like started using lenses and yeah, basically created the first telescope and stuff like wasn't that. that. Wasn't that in Egypt? I don't, I don't know. I feel like I remember I it. I can't differently remember than anything Egypt, anymore. But yeah, but yeah. The, I, I can pretty safely say that the Babylonians were not using any sort of magnification or telescopes yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, that's probably fair to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how it started. That's how astrology started out. The Babylonians, they crushed it. They killed it. They figured out the Zodiac and that allowed them just a ton of opportunities and a way to more effectively track time. Cool. And it's absolutely part of the reason that they were a dynasty for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years.
0: It does make sense. Yeah, they had some smart people doing smart things, and it sounds like their whoever was in charge valued that knowledge rather than tried to push it down to feel superior.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's
0: cool. That's good. That's how good societies run.
1: Yeah. Another like small thing to note too is like back in the day, astrology was considered scientific. Right this was as most science. pseudosciences
0: did begin right? yes
1: yeah but very much like these are your scholars that are doing it. it's not some nut job or somebody that's not trained these are the smartest people in the empire or yeah over across the globe i guess that we're working on this
0: and honestly at this time astrology did make sense i think just because of the lack of technology the lack of tools to actually acquire any other type of the measurement yeah. for the world right yeah. So astrology does seem like it was the best tool they had at their at their expense at that point.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I don't, I mean, their knowledge was just so lacking. Like, I don't even think they knew planets existed. They certainly yeah. thought the whole universe revolved around Earth. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It was kind of the best they had yeah. at the time. So the second kind of major civilization that got into it, as far as Western civilizations go, because there's some Chinese Astrology going on around 2 BC, okay, um, the second millennium BC as well. But as far as the Western side of things goes, Egyptians are who we're going to cover next. Ooh, Egyptians. Yeah. Um. So they were early adopters of astrology as well, and they too had a zodiac, and their zodiac they had their even, own? yeah, they had their own zodiac, and they actually shared two constellations with the Babylonians. Oh. The balance and the scorpion. Oh, cool. Yeah mine oh gee Egyptians and Babylonians everyone saw the scorpions so hard yeah I guess so and you know it's kind of embarrassing like even after all this research and stuff I don't know what the scorpion looks like in the sky yeah I can't identify it
0: I don't know where any of the constellations are yeah because they don't look like what they say they look like
1: no um definitely not but the Egyptian calendar was more sophisticated than its Babylonian counterpart Okay. So while they still divided their sky into twelve parts, they also divided it further into thirty six groups of stars called decans that sectioned decans. off the three hundred and sixty degrees of the sky into ten degree sections.
0: Wait, would that be weeks? Or what is that? No. I just I just sounded stupid. All right, keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> you're
1: so close to what they actually used it for. Okay. So you're not quite there, but we'll get into it. Oh, you're so adept, Matt. You're great. <laughs> okay. So the decans rise along the horizon consecutively throughout each daily Earth rotation. Okay. And the rise of each new decan signified the start of a new decadal hour throughout the night, and they were used as a sort of star clock. Oh. So you were so close. They so used they were just hourly. just for time. They were measuring for time. It was a clock. It was. They cool. used these groups of stars, these decans, as a clock at night. Wow. Which is so freaking cool.
0: That's insane. Yeah. How do you come up with that shit? I don't know. How do you know. be the first person to think about that shit?
1: Yeah. 36 group, groups of stars is so many groups of stars to be able to individually pick yeah. out. How do, and you, like,
0: how do you separate them? How do you write it all down? How do you do any of this shit with any accuracy Yeah, and be able to relay all this information to everyone else
1: and not only that you have to recognize them easily enough to just casually be able to look at the horizon and know which star hour you're in or which decan. Can you imagine hour being like in? an
0: egyptian kid in like school learning about this shit right away it's like we're gonna learn how to read the sky
1: yeah damn There's people out there nowadays that don't even know how to read an analog clock.
0: Yeah. How far (laughs) we've come.
1: But on top of the kind of decan hours, decans also gave way to a lunar division of 27 or 28 days that were known Mm. as the Mm. manzil or lunar mansions. Okay. Lunar mansions. Yeah. That's kind of the direct That's so much better than a month. Yeah. Lunar mansions.
0: Lunar mansions. I'm going to start calling months that. What lunar mansion is it?
1: (laughs) July, dude. So, in the 3rd century BC, Alexander the Great conquered Egypt and founded the city of Alexandria. Hmm, yes. And with him came a renewed Babylonian influence. For the next two centuries, the scholars of Alexandria were prolific in their writing and research, and they ended up combining Decanic and Babylonian astrology. Okay. They also combined the importance of eclipses from the Egyptians and the Greek system of planetary gods into a new form of astrology, the horoscope.
0: The horoscope. Yeah. Oh, damn. We're getting getting white girl Instagram here so early on.
1: I know, which is so cool. I would have never guessed that like Egyptians created it, but that's, they combined the two biggest systems in their part of the world. And that's how we got the horoscope. That's really cool,
0: actually. Mm-hmm.
1: And the horoscope, of course, is a visual representation of the heavens and the idea that the alignment of the planets at any given moment reflects the nature of said moment. Okay. Especially anything that is born in said moment. Right. Okay. That's where our main kind of horoscope comes. So that's why you have you a report. star
0: sign. Yeah. Why your horoscope is on your birthday or why it aligns to your birthday.
1: Exactly. And not just the stars, like planets as well. Mm-hmm. All of that is said to have some sort of influence right, on who you are as a human. A major force behind the invention of the horoscope was an Alexandrian scholar named Ptolemy. Ptolemy's primary work, the Tetra Biblos, was a combination
0: Tetrabiblos. of... Tetra
1: Biblos? Yeah, Tetra Biblos.
0: So that's like a 10 book. I guess so.
1: Yeah. Is that the direct translation Tetra, well, tetra ten Biblos ten.
0: book? Biblos is like either book or library or whatever.
1: Huh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So the Tetra Biblos was a combination of philosophy and astrology, and it laid the groundwork for all of Western astrology, period. Okay. Huge influential book. It was one of the first astrological works to be circulated through medieval Europe and is said to have enjoyed almost the authority of the Bible among astrological writers of a thousand years or more. Wow. So So, like super foundational. Yeah. There are everything we know about astrology at this point. Yes. And like back in the day, right around, you know, the death of Jesus and the year zero and all that fun stuff. I don't know what the actual term is for that. When we hit year zero... Mm -hmm. translations were not easy to come by. Sure. Like translating things had to be done by hand. There was not a lot of people that knew multiple languages. Like it was a big deal for this thing to be translated as much as it was and to be spread as much as it was. Yeah. Um, But he was the guy. He was the guy for a long, long time. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So by the time the first century BC rolled around, there were two main branches of astrology. Okay. You had your horoscopic and your theurgic astrologies. Theurgic. Theurgic meaning God work, like the direct translation is It sounds like theology, so yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Unlike horoscopic, which predicted the past, present, and future, theurgic astrology emphasized the soul's ascent to the stars and served as a form of dialogue with the divine. Okay. And it was practiced by the Greeks. Mm. They still did horoscopic, just not nearly as much as theurgic, at least around the first century BC. Okay. Um so in case you weren't aware, for a time in Greece, each planet was named after and represented a god. Yeah. Um so that's kind of like a big tie in, or the easiest example I can give of right. like how theurgic Greece was. Yeah, they
0: all relate to gods.
1: Yeah, all their major gods were planets.
0: The planets are divine, that kind of thing.
1: Exactly. So some Greeks also consulted the Chaldeans, which is basically what the Greeks called the Babylonians. Okay. So to get like the, kind of their horoscopic fix they would consult the chaldeans and they basically asked them to make omens for things like war and farming and like when do i do okay. this or when's the best time to do this or should i be wary of this enemy shit sounds like very that. pagan yeah
0: yeah it does i mean a lot of the multi multi-god religions sound very similar mm-hmm. and they have a lot of the same effigy sort of practices and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. omens are always a big deal
1: yeah Oh, really cool side note that I totally forgot to bring up about the Babylonians. So before they got into divination and astrology, yeah. you know what they, their form of divination was? What? Was that on their sacrificial sheep, they would sacrifice sheep and like ghosts and stuff and animals. Right. Um, they would look at the liver spots of the animal on the animal nope. and okay. interpret that as their like main form <laughs> what, of divination. Really? Yeah, so they would sacrifice animals, look at the animal's liver and figure out what the gods wanted to say based off of the liver spots. Wow,
0: well, I bet a lot of sheep were really happy when they started looking up.
1: Yeah. God damn. So weird though, right? What why? an upgrade. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I think that might have been the main catalyst for like <laughs> why somebody wanted to figure something else out. It's like we got we're, we we got to stop doing this. We're running out of sheep meat. 'Cause we just keep killing sheep.
1: Yeah, the guy that had to kill and cut out the kill the sheep and cut out the liver was like there's yeah. gotta be a better it's like way. Like there's
0: gotta be a better way. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think the fantastic. pitch was like for that? <laughs> Guys, we've been cutting sheep for way too long. I got an idea. Have you ever looked up? <laughs> Have you tried looking up? <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried looking up?
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that side note, but it's hilarious and I definitely that's wanted great. to bring it up. Okay, so Greece's adoption of astrology also influenced the Roman Empire. Um, more specifically, its commoners. Astrology eventually became so pervasive among the Romans that the phrase Childean wisdom became synonymous with astrological divination. Okay. So the Babylonians or the Childeans were so well known for it in the Roman Empire that, yeah. They that had, they
0: literally became slang. Yeah, they had slang. Cool.
1: But that just kind of, I don't know, that really opened my eyes a little bit to just the sheer influence of these guys. Like oh, yeah. they were, They this is what they were known for. It's very cool. Yeah, they really had a lock on it for a long, long time. Some Roman emperors, such as Thrasilius, would actually have court astrologists as well.
0: So just a the guy there that was just telling them things about astrology yeah. all the time. Yeah. Whenever he needed a reading.
1: A consultant, which was often every day okay. for a lot of rulers was like every It's like his Google day.
0: wake up routine. Yeah like, where's my
1: astrologer? Yeah, exactly. Tell him to tell me things. Um, in the second century CE, the Roman astrologer Claudius Ptolemy. Claudius
0: who, Ptolemy.
1: Claudius Ptolemy. Ev, this one's for you. In the second century CE, the Roman astro- astrologer Claudius Ptolemy, which if you remember from the Egyptian guy, his last name was Ptolemy. So I yes. think like he must have named himself after. Maybe. The super influential Egyptian. Anyways, Claudius Ptolemy was so obsessed with getting accurate horoscopes that he began the first attempt at making an accurate world map so that he could chart the relationship between a person's place of birth and the heavenly bodies.
0: No way. Was he the first guy to map the world? No. Technically. But like
1: first kind of major recording. First attempt. Apparently. And Ev, this is for you. During this attempt, he actually coined the term geography. Really? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Whoa. Yeah. He's wow. the guy that turned invented geography. <laughs> or at least coined the term, I guess. He know. invented it. He, inven- <laughs> he did it. He did it. <laughs> as popular as it was, though, astrology had its fair share of naysayers as well. Of course. The Greek oralist Cato wrote a treatise warning Greeks not to consult the Chaldeans. Cicero's De Divination uh, rejects astrology and other divinatory techniques, and a Piranist philosopher who has the best name of all time. I'm so excited to tell you his name. What is it? Sextus Empiricus.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sextus Empiricus, my boy. You. Yeah. Damn, I would party with him.
1: Right? Sextus, so
0: good. What's up, Sextus?
1: Empiricus. Empiricus. Just power, raw power. Yeah, (laughs) that dude fucks. That dude fucks. (laughs) Holy shit, does he ever. So Sextus Empiricus compiled... (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man, say it with a straight face. We're, We're doing education. Here we go. Sextus Empiricus compiled ancient arguments against astrology in a book called Against the Astrologers. Wow, it's really subtle. Yeah, and <laughs> there was a few other like Greek philosophers. I don't have any names written down or anything that just like really thought it was bullshit. Yeah, I remember one guy essentially com- like used twins as an example and said like, "Oh, twins are born on the exact same day, so why do so are so many of them so different?" Kind of thing, you know? Right. Which is a really logical and simple way to kind of
0: yeah. On a surface level, it does make sense to like come to that conclusion. Yeah that it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, so there's quite a few people that were just distrusting, and the Childeans or the Babylonians did have a lot of power, and like that was another reason for people distrusting them and things like that. So there were naysayers, for sure. Right. But we're going to fast forward a little bit now. Fast forward. We're going to fast forward to medieval Europe. It's a thousand years. We're fast forwarding a thousand years because there's just too much to cover in those yeah. thousand years. But over the past a thousand years, Islamic, Persian, and Indian influences combined with Western astrology, a rapid translation of their astrological works was underway. Okay. So during the Middle Ages, we had the printing press, translations were a lot easier. Sure. Islamic, Persian, and Indian, like I said, all of those cultures also had major booms in astrology.
0: Right. Okay.
1: I know India still practices astrology today. Sure. Um, as I mean, kind of so a, a quick little culture side note, but it's like major in their culture. Right. Okay. Like it's they'll still... consult they'll they'll consult horoscopes for weddings to oh, see if right. like the marriage is going to be okay, and like they'll literally call off a marriage if a horoscope reads poorly. Wow. Today, still that sucks, man. Yeah, which is just fucking wild to me, but all right. By the end of the 1500s, physicians across Europe were required by law to calculate the position of the moon before carrying out complicated medical procedures.
0: Well, yeah, it's I don't it. know where that moon's at. It's science. It's science. Yeah, but by that point, they thought that there were ghosts in your blood and they'd yeah. have to bleed you out to make you
1: feel better. And Oh, fuck, I'm forgetting the name. There's like something about... Some about certain amount of liquids, like you had bile, you had blood, you right. had
0: you had certain fluid dynamics and like balances.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was all about balance. Yeah. It was like a big thing in the plague too, apparently. Yeah. During that whole time they thought that shit. Anyway, um, university education was divided into seven areas, each being represented by a particular planet.
0: Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah.
1: As sciencey as it gets, like higher yeah. education being majorly influenced by, by the planet. Astrology. Planets just kind of a quick side note seven planets because at the time that's all they knew about right yeah they couldn't they couldn't see
0: the other ones
1: yeah and older horoscopes don't have i think oh shit what is it i think it's neptune and pluto Right. That they didn't have yet. So our modern horoscope has like added those planets in.
0: My planet.
1: Your planet and my planet, actually. Scorpio's planet is Pluto, but uh, we'll, we'll get into it. It's not even a planet anymore. <laughs> I know. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so fucking much. <laughs> European leaders, including some popes, consulted astrologers daily. Yeah. Horoscopes were commonplace and astrology had made its way into the art and scientific communities of Europe. Okay. Okay. So for 1,700 years, astrology was a major, major influence on the Western world. Well, I guess you,
0: it just became the thing that dictated all things, right? At that point? E,
1: yeah. In some cultures? It was a major part of every single European's life right. every day. Yeah, for sure.
0: Everything's kind of backbone was kind of
1: resting on astrology at that yeah. point. Yeah, Not necessarily the be-all, end-all, but absolutely an everyday thing. Yeah, And I, I suppose you could argue it's still... Influencing things today, but yeah, but decidedly less so. Not as pervasive in our higher education
0: or in our sciences, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Renaissance was far less kind to astrology, because you had the Enlightenment. Right. Suddenly, it was all about empirical evidence: what you yes. could experiment, what you could prove, and like we kind of talked about a little bit at the start of the episode: what you can can't touch. You can't prove it. You can't prove astrology.
0: Yeah. There's no actual tangible evidence of astrology really doing
1: anything. hmm And I think also like humans were also figuring out a lot about the world that astrology had previously had an answer for. Yeah. Right. But as we kind of evolved and figured shit out that we had solid evidence for astrology just kind of hit the wayside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because that's what the scientific method's all about, mm-hmm. is accepting one thing until something else happens. Yeah. And then exactly. accepting that new thing without even really mentioning the old thing, because it's changed. <laughs> sure. It's yeah. different now.
1: So from the 18th century to the 20th century, astrology was definitely less commonplace. Yeah. Still used from time to time and stuff, but it just, it kind of got a bad rap for a while. Still kind of has a bad rap. Yeah. But then the 20th century came along and a resurgence in astrology also came along. Okay. Largely in part to mass media. Sure. So you had newspapers that could be printed and shipped country ride or across multiple countries. You had radio, you had TV. Yeah. And then in the 60s, you also had the hippie movement. Yeah. And those two things really just mingled and came together.
0: Everything's got a cycle, man.
1: And it perfectly... Hoisted up astrology again to now where it's very relevant and you see it all the time. So that's kind of cool. In addition to that, a new field of astrology emerged in the 1970s called psychological astrology.
0: Psychological astrology. I know I've heard of it, but I've never looked into it.
1: So it can be traced back to the theosophist, theosophist Alan Leo at the turn of the 20th century. So Alan applied astrology to understand the traits and characteristics of individual personality rather oh. than to predict events or converse with gods. So he's who we get to
0: blame for people saying, well, I'm a Scorpio, so that's how I am. Yeah, you could blame him for sure.
1: Fuck that guy. You gotta absolutely blame him. <laughs> um, and that's kind of it for the history. Okay. Um, and like I've said before, but I feel the need to say it again, we skipped over so much. We skipped over all of Eastern. We skipped over like a ton of like prevalent works and things like that. There's just so much to go off of, yeah. and it's such a long history. But those are kind of the main. main yeah, you, you got the
0: spark notes of the the, the origins of astrology yeah. in
1: there. I mean, really, truly, spark notes version. Yeah. So now let's break out. Um, now let's do a little breakdown of the zodiac. The zodiac. Yay. So all of the Zodiacs are Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Hey, my fish. Yeah. And they're actually in that order. So Aries is always the first in like any given year. Oh, no, like well, celestial. good for Aries. Yeah. One thing I also think is important to note is that nowadays the Zodiac is not technically the constellations. Right. But are the 30-degree slice of the ecliptic that each constellation represents. Okay. So, yeah, just a weird distinction, I guess, because I, I definitely know I thought that they were all just the stars.
0: Yeah, I thought they were just correlated with the constellations, and that was it. Yeah, but so, no, okay.
1: technically they are the 30-degree slice of okay. the
0: ecliptic. Interesting.
1: There's also, and this is probably for me the most fascinating because I had no clue about it, but there's actually two Zodiacs. There's
0: two Zodiacs. What do you yeah. mean by that?
1: They all share the same constellations, but they're different. So the two are actually tropical versus side real.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I'm going to have to do a bit of a semi in-depth breakdown in order for you to kind of understand what the heck it is. Because sure. it was pretty confusing, but I think I did an okay job. Okay. explaining it. So the sidereal zodiac is based off of fixed stars and that's where the zodiac begins with Aries. The tropical zodiac is based off of equinoxes, aka where the sun spends as much time under the horizon as it does above it. Right. The equator. Yes. Tropical tropical, tropical. zodiac. So, the tropical zodiac starts each year at the exact same time in late March with Aries. It's consistent okay. because it's on the equator. So what's the difference? The Earth's axis is tilted, and it's this tilt that gives us the seasons, right? Right. That tilt shifts incredibly slowly, and it causes the constellations to appear to be sliding backwards in the sky.
0: Oh, okay.
1: A full revolution of this tilt takes 26,000 years, and this essentially means that the side reel and the tropical zodiacs don't line up. Right, right. So the spring equinox no longer coincides with Aries if you aren't on the equator, and thus the side real zodiac starts at a different time of year than the tropical zodiac. Oh. Hence why we have two different zodiacs. Okay. That Does that make sense. sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, if you're not on the equator, it's just inconsistent with the time of year, unless you have two. Huh. And shout out to Ashley, because I gave her a call yesterday, and I kind of asked her, like, "Why? what's the difference? Why would you choose to pull your horoscope or your star signs or whatever on one versus the other. And apparently there's no real consensus. Right. What I do know is that the tropical zodiac is used far, far more nowadays because it's more consistent. Right. It's got a set period of time, set start date. Every year it's consistent. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's it. That's all I got on that. But yeah. yeah I guess
0: two. that makes sense. It's like the atomic clock of zodiac signs.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Tropical Zodiac. Yeah, there are also things called qualities in a zodiac. Qualities in the zodiac. Yeah, qualities break down the twelve zodiacs into three groups, and they essentially explain the characteristics of the people that fall into each quality.
0: Right. These so, aren't star sign, moon sign, and sun sign, are they? Mm, Those no. are a different thing. I think they're different.
1: There's, I, I didn't really cover star signs, moon signs, sun signs. Yeah, I know all that stuff. That
0: like. Yeah, most of us have like looked into and
1: yeah, I know they're obviously related. Yeah, to it. Um, As far as the sun sign goes, by the way, another Ashley shout out because she said that even people that are into astrology in like a big, big way know that your average newspaper horoscope is fucking bullshit. Yeah, because it only takes one sign, the sun sign, right? For each given day when there are like nine or ten or something like that, different signs that you should be reading each and every day if that's what you're trying to get out of it. Right. Okay. So even she says it's bullshit. Anyway, back to qualities. The first quality is the cardinal. The cardinal. Yes. And the constellations in the cardinal are Cancer, Aries, Libra, and Capricorn. Okay. They are known as the initiators of the zodiac. So if you fall under this category, you're said to be a hard worker, always one step ahead of the crowd, and they have a strong need to control what is happening around them. Okay. It's kind of a general
0: umbrella. Did this kind of branch from uh, psychological
1: astrology? It sounds like it. I don't actually know. It sounds know. like
0: this would be more of like what that dude was
1: getting at. But it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. It, because it's pulling personal personality traits. Right. And applying it to astrology. So you're probably right. Yeah. The second quality is called fixed. Fixed. And the constellations for fixed are Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpios. Huh. Fixed people are not as willing to change their environment as cardinals are. They are happy to concentrate on personal matters, tend to be hung up on the past, and are strong in their stability. How does that uh how does that feel for you? Not. Do you relate <laughs> to half of it and yeah. the other half not really? Yeah. But uh yeah, let me we'll we'll see how accurate yours is. Okay. So the third and final quality is mutable. Mutable. And those are Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Okay. This group is the most exposed to environmental influences. They are comfortable with letting people go, however they tend to search for a singular stable person in their lives to hold on to when their own instability becomes too much.
0: Right. Does
1: that seem accurate for you?
0: Yeah, it sounds a bit like me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Little it sounds bit. a bit
0: like a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it sounds a bit like... Exactly. It's so generalized. Yeah. Now, we also have something in the Zodiac called planetary rulers. Yes. And essentially, this just correlates to, I think, which planet is most aligned with when you were born. Okay. And essentially, whatever your planetary ruler is, is said to have more power over your life than the other planets because it's your planetary ruler. And the list is as follows. Aries is Mars, Taurus, Venus, Gemini, Mercury, Cancer, the moon, Leo, the sun, Virgo, Mercury, Libra, Venus, Scorpio is Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Sagittarius is Jupiter, Capricorn, Saturn, Aquarius, Uranus. (laughs) Every time. Pisces is Neptune.
0: Mine's Neptune. Neptune. Neptune.
1: Neptune.
0: I think Neptune is one of the coolest names for a planet, and also the most forgotten planet.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy here, but I feel like Neptune has something to do with... The sea. Yeah, Poseidon. Yeah. Well, it's not Poseidon. Or just the sea in general? Or yes, it is. Isn't it something in SpongeBob, too, where they, like... Yeah, Neptune. Something, something Neptune. They yeah, say something.
0: Captain Neptune or something. I forget. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I'm spitting shit that doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist, and I don't want to be this guy. <laughs> For
1: all your educational needs. <laughs> None of this is right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're and two then... steps
0: away from being a Facebook post. Please stop listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Help us. Help us now, please.
1: Uh, But if you want us to get more accurate, you could donate to us or just listen more or subscribe so we can afford to do this more in depth. Yeah. And not have real jobs.
0: Yeah, we could get way more into these things and have more time for research and putting things together. But I guess that's, is that what we got for astrology?
1: No, we've got more. But just a final shout out to any daddies out there (laughs) that want to pay us a lot of money.
0: Yeah. We'll do any subject you want. Yeah.
1: If you pay all my bills. Please. Okay, um, so finally we're just going to quickly go over just other types of Western astrology. First and foremost being Uranian astrology. Uranian? Yeah, Uranian. Um, it's considered to be the most advanced form of astrology. It was created by Alfred Witt and is geometrically based as well as based on symmetry between the planets. Okay. So it uses a dial to measure with um, and with the movable dial, you can reference any plane or point you would like on the horoscope. Okay. And then when you're referencing a point or a plane, you can see symmetrical arrangements. So it just uses a special dial that like kind of more easily shows you symmetries and stuff within your chart. Right. And it's supposedly more accurate.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Then you have horary, H-O-R-A-R-Y, horary. Sure. Horary astrology. It's a form of divination where a question is asked and a chart is created for the exact same time the question was asked.
0: Kind of like a tarot reading.
1: Kind of, yeah. Just sort
0: of, yeah.
1: I mean, same realm, really, yeah. yeah. And then, kind of on the flip side of that, you have electional astrology. Electional. Yeah. So it's a branch of astrology where the time of a specific event is chosen based off the stars and planets. Hmm. So is that the, how they pick the time for Coachella every year? Sure. Yeah. Electional (laughs) astrology. But a ton of people, a ton of different countries and cultures throughout, you know, the history of the planet and astrology use this. Right. So this is like, hey, when's the best time to go into battle? Or when's the best time to have a wedding? You know, stuff like that. Or even elections. Then we have natal astrology. It's a system of astrology that can help shed light on an individual's personality or path in life. Okay. The concept is based on constructing a natal chart for the exact date, time, and location of that individual's birth. Right. It just helps you make choices. Then we have Magi Astrology. Magi? That sounds fun. Magi. It was developed by the Magi Association, who is self-proclaimed the richest and most powerful astrology association on the planet.
0: Has anyone measured this? No. (laughs) But they're claiming it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You can say anything.
1: We better better not say too many bad things about the Magi Association. Man, fuck the
0: Magi Association. Right?
1: (laughs) I'm going to shit on them a little bit more, too. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, essentially, they created the Magi Astrology in 1998. Okay. I checked the website, and I couldn't actually figure out what it is. (laughs) Like, their official Magi Association website. Does uh, it look like it's from 1998? It does. It actually oh, does. Yeah. It looks like slightly better than the Heaven's Gate website. Oh, God. Like, it looked a little cultish and no. weird and very, like, yeah, I don't know. It was just bad. It very was just HTML5. rough. HTML5. Very HTML5, very, like, full of themselves, and a lot of words with not a lot of information. Okay. Yeah. But they claim that it's more accurate. Sorry. They claim that it is far more accurate than other forms. Okay of astrology.
0: Again, you can you can say anything
1: that you want. And that's all I have for them because I literally like i You I, can't
0: figure out what they do or how I can't figure out, it's out what more. they do.
1: I checked their Wikipedia, I check their official website, I check probably like five other websites to try to figure out what the fuck magi astrology is. And like while there was information, again all of it was just like mumbo jumbo without actually saying anything.
0: What the fuck? Why would they claim anything if they don't have anything to back it up? I don't know. Like, admittedly, it's not
1: like I did, like, the fullest research on it. Like, I couldn't read the 3,000 fucking words they had on it. But, like, they didn't get to the point within a reasonable amount of time. So, fuck them. All
0: right. Well, if anyone wants to give us a rundown on what magi astrology is, please let us know.
1: Yeah. And then finally, we have human design astrology. Human design. And this also helps with decision making. So the idea behind it is that it can show you how to consistently make the right choices in your life. Okay. It's a way of allowing your body's intelligence to guide you.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So it's basically the claim to fame for these guys or this version is that your mind plays tricks on you and your mind isn't accurate. But your body is.
0: Your body is the true measurement of existence.
1: Yeah. They also say on their navigation. official website or the website that I came across that looked pretty official for whatever reason. Anyways, it also kind of said, we're not astrology.
0: Okay. We're not. But do they use astrological practices? Yeah, but they
1: had star signs and shit littered all across their website.
0: All right. But they're not astrology.
1: But they're they're Yeah, you can technically say anything you want. You can a- say astrology. anything you want, guys. Because they're more scientific and you listen to your body and your body tells you all the right things and if you listen to your body... You're going to make better choices.
0: Sounds like a really dramatic way of like, you know, touting presence and mindfulness. Yeah. But, but yeah, also sure, guys.
1: related to star signs. But so. also star signs. Yeah. Cool beans. And it helps you. Oh, another like little tidbit that I just remembered is it helps you like they claimed in like a roundabout way that like your mind isn't super unique, but that your body is super unique, okay. which sounds like the opposite. Yes. But it helps you, it helps apparently listening to your body helps you track who you are as an original human being as yourself and your mind is stupid and don't listen to your mind, listen to your body. Sure. Follow your heart, your literal heart. Follow your literal heart. There you go. And that's it. That's all I have. Cool. That's it. That's all. We may do a part two, whether that's some sort of fact check, whether that's covering Eastern. Yeah. I'd like to continue the, the
0: conversation on astrology at some point.
1: But there's so much that I missed. Like, Yeah, we, it's, a, we it's an
0: interesting world, I think. I learned a lot today. Yeah. I hope other people did.
1: Yeah. Like, we didn't cover houses and their interpretations. We didn't really cover the planets and what's considered a planet and what do planets mean and their interpretation in relation to houses. Fucking magnets. How do they work? Yeah, we didn't cover aspects. <laughs> there's also, like, a ton of extra techniques when you're reading your Zodiac. Sure. Okay. We didn't even cover all the different systems of uh, like astrology, like there's still Chinese, Arabic, Persian, Indian, like we mentioned, like there's just so much fucking shit. So what
0: you're saying is there's more to come. There's more
1: to come. All right. Um, One final note. And Ashley specifically asked that I mention this. So Ash, again, this one's for you. But she says, and she cannot stress this enough, that being an astrologer requires study and formal education. Okay. If you want to be legit, you can't be spouting off on the internet like we are of random shit. Like, yeah. it, apparently there's so much to learn and it's so in-depth. There's well, so many different styles. But if you want to be a proper astrologist, full-blown, freaking official thing, it takes years of study and a legitimate formal education.
0: Well, yeah, just like anything else. And it's like, like you said, it ruled over everything for like 1,700 years. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's a lot to learn.
1: yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. But Which, yeah. I don't know, it feels a little silly to me that you would in get this a formal day-on-age. education in something that's not scientific, but I'm just not super open to that side of things. So that's, I guess, all there yeah. is for to, me to say own. about
0: that. Yeah. If you want to, you know, get a formal education, become an astrologer, mm-hmm. you know, you do you. You do you. Absolutely. Have a great time.
1: Whatever makes you happy.
0: Yeah. And with that, I think we're probably going to close it there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at It's 3AM Pod for updates and other things. I swear I'll start tweeting at some point. And uh, yeah, just keep listening. We really appreciate you. Yeah. We'll have more things about things and stuff that we like and subjects that you wouldn't expect and subjects you absolutely would. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I want to give a little teaser as well. Okay. If that's a...
0: Yeah. Let's go cool with it. Go for it.
1: Aliens Aliens Oh yeah Aliens and ufos We will be covering those Very very soon Getting
0: into that ufology
1: Yeah a little bit of ufology A little bit of A little bit of alien stuff A little bit of Out of this Out of this planet
0: That's an exciting one actually I I, I forgot about that one
1: We're gonna get goofy We're gonna We're gonna cover it It's absolutely something I think all of us have You know Thought about Three in the morning
0: Dude 100% Is there uh, life out there? Are they going to kill us? Yeah Are they gonna touch our buttholes? Maybe. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Tune in. Tune in. Find, find out. out. <laughs> All right. Go to bed, everybody. Yeah, go to bed.